Well, praise God. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, actually, it's funny, two weeks ago, we worshiped together at Seven Mile Road in Melrose. I'm a member of Seven Mile Road. Um, it's kind of deja vu because when I was sitting uh, in Melrose, I was surrounded by Waltham people. So I was like, oh, familiar faces from, from when I came. So at least you got to be introduced to me. I'm Sergio. My wife's Allison. We have three kids, Gabriel, who's 12, Rosalina, who we call Lena for short, who's 11 now, and Alma, who's six. And we have lived in what we call Volcano Island for about 10 years, and we'll be going back at the beginning of September. Um, yeah, we started out as English teachers. We went out there not knowing what we were going to do or what it was like out there. We just wanted to learn, learn the language. Allie got into mentoring English teachers and developing curriculum. I very slowly, but um, excitedly, really love it, got into uh, Bible translation and learning the language. So that is a long journey, really short. We call it Volcano Island because it is a Muslim island, and even though we're allowed to be there as Christians and part of a Christian organization. Not everybody um, is happy about what we're doing there. But if you really want to know where it is, you can ask Matt Cruz. He'll tell you. But, or, <laughs> or you can come talk to us afterwards. Where We'll be in the back. If you want to get our updates, you can just sign up. We also have a magnet and a support card. You can grab them on the way out. Um, that'd, be, that'd be great. Um, let me pray. Lord, you tell us in your word to hear, to listen. Um, help us to hear your word and receive it. Help those things that stand between your word and our hearts um, to be recognized and removed. Um, so we praise you. We praise you that you love us, um, that you come to us time and time again, um, calling us to yourself. And so we pray that you bless us today as we hear your word. Help us to hear what you're saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. In some ways, we have been very encouraged about what's going on on the islands. So the islands, there are about 400,000 people there. Or I know, I'm sorry, not on the islands, on our particular island, Volcano Island. It's a, it's a chain of islands in the country. But on our particular island, there's 400,000 thousand people and only about 40 believers scattered um, throughout the islands, not meeting like we are meeting here today. So you can pray for that, that they would be come together. And in some ways we're encouraged because in the next year, so much of God's word is going to come out. Um, Genesis, part of Exodus, Psalms, some Psalms, five Psalms, some Proverbs, the book of Mark, the book of Luke, the book of John, the book of 1 John. So it's really great, and we're encouraged. In some ways, as I kind of alluded to just a second ago, things have been discouraging. And if you read this parable, there are, are discouraging things when you read this parable, right? You hear about three kinds of soil and three kinds of soil that fail and one that produces, and it kind of reminds me how things have been going on the islands. 
if you're a gardener, this parable might resonate with you. Actually, I've started gardening myself last year. So I grew up in New York City in an apartment. I didn't have a garden growing up, you know. And so I decided this year to start a garden and plant some tomatoes and a few passion fruit vines. And it didn't go so well. So um, I planted about 10 to 13 tomato plants. They were growing. I was so excited. Planted three passion fruit vines. They were not growing. And it was the first thing to be sad about. Um, and I watched as all the tomato plants died. This disease just like spread right through. I've had a lot of people after this sermon just be like, oh, I got some tomatoes. You want some tomatoes? I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, all my plants died, except for one, which I'll talk about later. But um, it was sad and discouraging to see that. And in some ways on the island, we are in a lot of ways, we've been seeing things like that happening on the island. So you heard the first part of the parable. If you kind of keep your uh, Bibles open or you can keep your finger in it, we can go back and forth because I might allude to different things and jump around. Um, it's page 839. Um, but in this parable, we see a lot of the seed fail. We find out later from Jesus when he explains the parable to the disciples that the seed represents the word of God. And it falls on four kinds of soil. The first soil being along the way. And along the way, the seeds fall and birds come after it falls and eat it up. And Jesus tells us later that those birds represent Satan that he actually comes and pokes and, and steals that seed away. And so no plants grow, no grains grow, um, and they fail. We've seen that happen a lot on Volcano Island. Friends studying, learning stories, and just stopping, dropping out. We have a couple across the street who love hearing stories of scripture. We get to read with them. I get to talk to my friend. And his wife is usually around. And sometimes I feel we are making such great progress. And then his wife will be like, oh, you know, this is just the same as Islam. It's exactly the same. And I'm thinking in my mind, no. Like, you say that Jesus did not die on the cross. We say that he did die on the cross. You say that you have to work and do to be saved. We say we do because we are saved. But she'll look at me and be like, ah, oh, it's just the same. And then at that point, I'm like, what am I, in New England right now? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, it's okay. It's okay even if we disagree. Just let's not call it the same. But yeah, Satan comes and steals the seed. He takes it away. Then we see the other kind of seed, right? We see the kind that sprouts. But they're on rocky ground. And so that kind of seed doesn't get to have deep roots. 
and the sun comes and scorches that plant. Jesus later says that that sun is like persecution because of the word of God. And we see that happening on the island. We don't actually see lots of persecution, but we see a lot of fear of persecution paralyzing people. It's hard to see my friend who's been a believer for about longer than I've been on the island. So when I got to the island, he lives in my village. Um, I was introduced to him as a believer. It's hard to see him even now during the month of Ramadan carrying um, Muslim prayer beads. During the month of Ramadan, islanders like to all of a sudden become really pious, right? And show their faith. Or, you know, they like to like have sort of outward expressions. And one of the things they carry is prayer beads so that they can recite the names of Allah. So you can imagine my discouragement when I'm sitting in the plaza and I see my fellow brother with his prayer beads in his hand walking towards the mosque at prayer time and I'm thinking, what's going on? The sun comes and burns and sometimes it causes the sprouts to die. There are a lot of secret believers on the island. Then there's the third kind, thorns. This is like a big category. Jesus says that the thorns are the worries of life, the deceitfulness, the, the, uh, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things. Can you come up with a bigger category than that? I think that covers a lot of us, right? So let me just say that again. The deceitfulness of wealth the desires of other things, the worries of this life. Come in and choke hearts like thorns so that they don't produce fruit. So for some, they get to sprout, but these thorns come around the heart so much that they cannot bear fruit. And if you read a lot of Mark, fruit, plants that don't bear fruit are useless. And it's really sad. It's, it was really hard to see this play out on the islands in the last few years. We had a translation team of three translators and me working together. And on the islands, there are a lot of organizations that sort of come in, bring wealth, bring opportunities. And so these guys getting mixed in with money to the point where two of them were actually working with people that, or with a person that was dishonest and actually causing division. And so that was really hard to see them have to go because wealth was really, you know, the desires of life, even worries, desires for other things were choking, were choking them. They, and to the point where it was hurting not just a translation, but many of those who believed in the faith. So it's hard. It was really discouraging, and it is discouraging to hear stories like that. And if you read the story, if you, if you follow this parable after verse 9 and look at 10 and 11, it almost seems like Jesus is saying, these kinds of people are lost causes. Right? He, this is what he says. He says, And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve 
asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. Right? He said, so that I give these things in parables, right? These stories that they don't quite get right off the bat. That they may see but not perceive. They may indeed hear but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. If I'm there sitting with Jesus as one of the apostles, I might be like raising my hand and be like, uh, Jesus. Isn't that what we want to see happening right now? Don't we want to see people turn and repent and be forgiven? Like, what's going on? And Jesus totally does. So don't worry, like, if I've caused a little... Because later on, if you look at verse 21, which I really feel like these 21 through 25, this little paragraph is part of what Jesus is saying in the parable of the sower. Jesus says, and he said to them, is a lamp brought to be... Is a lamp brought... In to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand, for nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. So, even the things, the secrets of the kingdom of God that Jesus is talking about, he wants them to come to light. And so, this quote in 10 and 11 from Isaiah, Jesus is using, scholars have lots of reasons probably to express what his earthly ministry is going to be like, right? I can't pretend to have it all figured out. There's a lot of irony going on. And what is really ironic is if you read the rest of Mark, the disciples themselves are going to fail like a lot of the seeds in this parable. So if you read on Mark, you'll see things happening like Peter being told by Jesus, get behind me, Satan, when he says something. He'll even disown Jesus, right? Deny him at the threat of persecution. We'll see James and John go up to Jesus with what I believe is like poor motives and be like, Jesus, we want you to do anything we ask, right? Right? <laughs> They were getting close to them for what he wanted. And Peter, James, and John, they were the closest to Jesus. And we're seeing them fail, just like the seeds in this parable. See, this parable is a warning. It's a warning to all of us. It's not saying there's four kinds of people. It's saying there's four kinds of responses. And we can all, at times, be tempted in responding to the word like these four different soils. I, I, I think all of us are vulnerable to the first three. You know, the, 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 for some of us, we're inclined to believe and accept ideas that are comfortable for us, right? That are convenient. And so Satan comes and takes those things that are hard, that we don't want to accept. And some of us, we're afraid or nervous about how those around us will respond 
to our faith. And though we're not facing persecution like they do on the islands, the threat or the, the, the culture that we live around just beats down like the sun. Some of us, or like I'm pretty sure all of us, have some form of worries, right? And then there's the deceitfulness of wealth that's all around us all the time. And desires for all the th- other things. I don't know what that thing may be, right? But they can wrap themselves around our hearts like thorns and keep us from really embracing the word that comes to us. Jesus wants us to hear. He says it over and over again in this passage, right? The very first word in the parable is listen, exclamation point, and it needs to be like bold, hear, simply just hear. He says it again and again. He says at the end, he says, if anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. He says, pray and pay attention to what you hear. With the measure that you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Which is kind of a strange verse again, right? But when I hear this verse, I think of Satan coming like birds, taking away the word, right? The word, even what he has, the little seeds that are around get taken away, right? But those who, who have and receive even more will be added. For me, the temptation is to fear. We have an app that has scripture in it that we've released on Google Play, and it's getting more popular. As the scripture becomes more popular, how are people going to respond, right? How are they going to see? They're going to, because it's, it's obvious that we are the ones who did it. So like, it's hard not to be tempted to fear in that culture and that environment. And so we appreciate your prayers, right? Because we fall into, we always are battling with these first three kinds of responses, right? And we have to be open. It doesn't hurt Actually, I would encourage you to talk to someone and be like, this is where I fall. This is where, where I am tempted. This is the kind of soil right now that I am inclined to be like. The cool thing is once we're doing that sort of thing, we're not being like that kind of soil, right? We're being open and we're willing to receive and hear and listen. There's a encouragement too. There's a lot of, dis- I just like heaped a lot of discouragement, right? But there is good news because when the soil, when the seed takes, right? When one hears and receives and repents, they are forgiven. And what does God do? He does so much, right? One seed bearing 30, 60, 100 fold, right? This is the gospel, right? We receive and he produces huge things. 
Jesus is telling the disciples this parable, and he's like, what? You don't understand this? If you don't get this, you're not going to get anything. You need to hear, and you need to receive, right? You need to listen and repent and be forgiven. I came back, and I was a lot like, woe is me. You know, we were, it was rough. After coming home and being like, things are in a, in a really hard place. While we were home, we were getting reports from the island that were like a huge encouragement. We were starting to hear a fruit. Now, fruit is a kind of strange thing because like Jesus really defines the kinds of soil and what the things are that deter growth. But he doesn't really define fruit, Right? So, you know, is the fruit people come into faith? Is the fruit like the fruit of the Spirit? Like, what is it? I don't know. I know what it's not, right? We know it's not comfort and wealth because that was like one thing that Jesus said deters the growth, right? We, but we know that it's, it's kingdom. It, it, it's kingdom results, right? Things that sort of blow you away. And know that it's God's kingdom come. So we heard some reports. We heard of our friend Fuad. So Fuad had become a believer 10 years ago. He was a secret believer, right? Believer since I had been on the island. Um, He wasn't really living out his faith. But he was open to hearing God's word and studying. Recently, he started praying. And he told us that way back when he became a believer, he had prayed that these evil spirits that were in his family would go away. He said in his testimony that he prayed that prayer, kind of felt like something was different, but nothing really seemed different. And making a long story short, he became sort of a secret believer and recently started praying, God, I want to share my faith with my mom. I don't know how to do it. One day, he's, with, he's in his house, and he overhears his mom and his cousin talking. And they start talking about the evil spirits in their lives. And the, his mom basically says, I don't know what happened, but those spirits are gone. And the cousin said, me too. And they knew that Fuad had something to do with it. And so he's like hearing this and is like, wow, this is what God wants me to do. He wants me to share my faith with my family. So he actually went to his parents. He went to his mom and said, I have received something different. I have believed to something different and I have prayed that these spirits would go away. He said, tell me if you have them. Because if you do, I will come back to Islam. If you don't, I know I found the true way. His mom responded by just leaving the house and screaming, getting people in there, and basically kicked him out of the house. So he now is being persecuted for his faith, but finally we are seeing someone stand up. And there is fruit there. Our friend... um, Uh, D, we'll call him, he's a translator um, that still works with us. 
he, Ramadan just passed. And um, in Ramadan, people fast from food and from drinking till from, from dawn till dusk. On our island, at dusk, all the men gather at the mosque as the sun's setting to pray and then have coffee and dates. So one day he's walking home. He sees these men and they start ridiculing him. And they start throwing their date pits at him. And two men came down um, from the mosque and spit on him. That night he goes home and he prays for their forgiveness. And then tells our teammate, those guys don't know what they're doing. They think they're doing the right thing. This is fruit. In a, in a culture of revenge and sort of tit for tat, we have this man now praying for those who are persecuting him and showing that kind of love. That is fruit. Please be praying. As the word gets out, we've just gotten reports that like we, we released sort of the book of Jonah on an app. Uh, 2,000 downloads amongst the people. And then now the book of, um, well, not the book. Like we, we released two, cha- uh, four cha- two chapters of Genesis, two through four, story of Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. And those are being downloaded, and we're going to release more and more. More of the word is going out. Please keep praying for fruit, real fruit, fruit that lasts, right? Great things the kingdom of God changing um, the lives of believers and those around them. Um, let me read this, this verse in, in closing. Oh, no, I'm not going to close. I have a picture. Denise, I told you to yell at me. You didn't yell at me. I guess you didn't know I was whining. I have a picture. Like, this was another encouragement just before I left. So I had 10 tomato plants that were dying. I had three passion fruit vines. There was one little vine that was sickly. And I kid you not, my wife was like, why are you planting that thing? And I was kind of like, I got to just take whatever I can get. I'm going to try. Everything died except for that tiny little passion fruit vine. Right? I had my friend go to our house. This is Gabriel's room. But that little tiny passion fruit vine is now growing and has survived. (laughs) And a passion fruit vine, when a passion fruit vine bears fruit, it doesn't just bear fruit. It bears bags and bags of fruit, right? This little tiny sickly plant now, when we go back, as long as my neighbors haven't cut it down, which I don't think they have, right? But... (laughs) This little tiny plant is going to provide bags and bags of passion fruit. It was huge encouragement to me even as God gave me this parable. And then hearing these stories of Fuad and D, and now seeing the word going out has been a huge encouragement to me. And hopefully it can be an encouragement to you and what God can do in your heart if you hear, if you listen and receive, and repent, and be forgiven. He's going to bear fruit. Let me just close with these words from Isaiah. This is from Isaiah 55, um, 10 through 
10:11. He said, "For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty." But it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Let's pray.